Tender and delicious beef from certified Piedmontese. Prime-grade tenderness with a fraction of the fat and calories of normal beef. It's Nebraska-raised product and the official beef of Nebraska Athletics. Change the way you buy beef today at the Mercado by certified Piedmontese. Just north of 84th and Havelock or at cpmercado.com. 93.7 The Ticket, Fox KFXL Weather. Sponsored by John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Cloudy, windy, and cold here for our Thursday, topping out at 28. North winds could gust over 25 to 30 for much of the day. They'll relax tonight as we drop down to 14 for the low. Big jump in temps for our Friday. Mostly sunny with a high of 57. That's a check of your forecast. I'm meteorologist Tim Wright for 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. This is a Thursday edition of On the Block. And yes, a Thursday, Thursday edition of On the Block. It's Thirsty Sir Thursdays is coming up here around the corner. But first, uh, we're going to get through this segment. Uh, we also have Brian Christofferson joining us at 525. Uh, so we got a nice loaded show for us. I'm Jake Bakovin. He is Eric Strickland. Strick, uh, how's, it do- how's it going down there? block we got a lot to talk about some great things uh some great information that's out there on the block some things that we've talked about in the past maybe yeah i don't know (laughs) you know we answered a lot of questions yesterday so if you tuned in you got a chance to hear a little bit more about stricky but uh some in-depth on the block info but yeah it was good everything's good today man it was it was a wonderful day met with some um you know as you know I, I, i we talked about I do some things. So I've, I had to meet with like two investors that's looking to buy this project. Nice. So it's good to kind of get away from that whole minutia of, 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 of business and to talk about sports. And we're here on the block to do that. Yeah. I, I got to ask you is your, cause I can see your, your Mavericks uh, suit on. Do you, is your hat a matching Mavericks hat or did you wear two different teams? Yeah. Now you got to keep the see. Mavs going. Yeah. I see the NBA logo on the back. There it is. There's the Mavs hat. <laughs> Looks good. Is that what you were? Yeah, I, talk, I, I talked to my girl, um, my girl out there, uh, Brittany, who, who handles a lot of us ex players and she's got me on deck to get me some more, more gear. So I'm looking forward to yeah. taking care of me. Do they, do they <laughs> send you the most teams still send their, their former players some gear? I mean, some. I mean, some do. I mean, I don't know if you're the Lakers when you're <laughs> revoking <laughs> tickets from the one of the That's greatest right. players ever played. I mean, maybe they don't, but 
I mean, the Mavs, they do a pretty good job of it. Yeah, keeping, keeping you in Mavs gear. And it pays off because now we're, we're talking Mavs. And, and we'll continue to talk to Mavs as, uh, throughout this show's history because uh, you played for the Mavs, one of your favorite teams to have played for. Uh, but uh, today we also wanted to talk about um, the Big Ten and the, and the money, the bidding war that is kind of out there for the Big Ten TV contract. Uh, it, it will uh, end up in 2023, so next year. And then the new contract will take over. Uh, right now, Fox and ABC kind of split that deal. So you can see a lot of big noon games, obviously, for um, the Big Ten. Obviously, see those broadcasts on ESPN family of networks. But now, uh, a lot of different... A lot of different rumors out there. A lot of different, uh, you know, um, big time networks interested, including CBS and NBC. Now, CBS lost the SEC contract, so it'll be interesting to see. And, and I would love that. Da, 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 da. That's a great, great <laughs> intro uh, for a Nebraska great game. Intro. I could get used to that one if it does end up being yeah. CBS. Um, but NBC is is kind of interesting too. Um, that they would be interested in in this contract. Of course, they have Notre Dame uh, as their kind of team that they follow, and they've done that for years years and years and years, um, the idea would be that they're interested in, in expanding that and bringing the Big Ten uh, into the picture. There's been all types of uh, talk on Twitter today about kind of where the other games would go because they don't have an ESPN2 or, you know, uh, I guess Fox even has, um, you know, some other channels that they use for sports. Um, the NBC got rid of their sports network, so um, it might be USA Network or, you know, you might have to get a Peacock subscription, which would be interesting because now, you know, as you you move away from cable TV into subscription TV, uh, which mm-hmm. obviously is a big part of, of the future. And, and certainly every metric that you that you kind of rate these days on cable viewers is significantly down than what it's been in the past because of those opportunities. So it's just fascinating to kind of think about what the what the Big Ten could look like uh, on these different uh, different uh, uh, big time networks and, and NBC kind of first and foremost because of their connection with Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, when you start talking and getting into the B, as far as that's concerned, uh, those type of numbers, yeah. and then also they're losing hockey. You know, that's another hundred million that they have available. They're they're you know, they're looking to get in the in the mix. They want to get oh, in yeah. there and figure out a way to to tap back in, uh, especially after losing that hockey the hockey deal. So um, it's going to be interesting because I think if you get that that two headed monster, I think also then it'll it'll present avenues and, and, and means by which to get Notre Dame to play a few of the, the top tier teams, uh, you know, in, in some non-conference type games. It could be something to down the road, maybe because they're they're in the region. Notre Dame is in the region. They've always wanted to be independent. I mean, they found it very lucrative to be independent, but I find value and power in the conglomerate in the connection. Mm-hmm. And so it could be a, a, a sneak, sneak move to just make a little lure, drop another uh, hat in the box for another team to be added to the big 10. I mean, you've got to figure out a way to compete with what they're doing in the sec. Now that they're going to be adding uh, Oklahoma and then they're going to be adding to uh, who, Texas, uh, yeah. Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. So uh, they're, you know, they're maybe trying to get ahead of that and, and, and kind of just test the, test the waters and see what's out there on some matchups and then see, you know, Hey, is it, is it worth us to, to jump in this mix or do we stay independent and just keep it this way? Yeah. Could that's be. kind of what we're talking about. I don't about. know. I'm speculating. Yeah. But- 
Well, and that's that's naturally kind of the thing to do with the expansion these days. It, it seems like it's you can table it for a second, but it always comes right back around the corner, and that's that's a, a natural um, connection to make with Notre Dame, obviously being the the lone team on that network for years and years and years. Um, and, and they're in Indiana too, so they're yeah. right in the big the heart of Big Ten countries. So. And that's why I mean, when Big Ten expanded originally, that was kind of the thought. If they weren't going um, to get Notre Dame, it would because Notre Dame would want to stay, like you said, independent. Um, but then in recent years, Notre Dame's kind of connected themselves to the ACC um, and, uh, and you know, obviously playing in basketball the year that they, they had to join for a conference-only football. They went over and played in, in football and made it to the ACC championship game for what it's worth. Um, but as you look forward and, and this thing continues, I think that it's just these contracts, and, and you wonder if, if the, the bigger question here is obviously the SEC is doing Fantastic. On the field and off the field, grabbing Oklahoma and Texas, their next TV deal is going to be monstrous. Huge. Big Tens is, is, has the other big care factor type of regions, right? The Midwest, the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Penn States, the Nebraskas, um, you know, even the Michigan States and, 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 and Iowa's. And, I mean, you, the, kind of that second tier, still 75,000 uh, type go to those type of games for their stadiums, um, you know, 60 to 75,000. Um, it's uh, so it, it, it's. It's just fascinating to kind of see as time progresses, is the Big Ten going to make that move um, to try to, to, to compete with the SEC to get a Texas and Oklahoma? And if they do, maybe a deal with NBC could get them Notre Dame, which is kind of the, the big puzzle piece out there um, that geographically makes sense for the Big Ten. Because if the expansion continues, and I think that down the line it looks more and more like the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be the, the, the winners of all of this, is, you know, the Big Ten's, but the Big Ten's got to make a big move at some point. They can't just let the SEC keep grabbing these big, big time schools. Um, so yeah. that would be, that would be big for them. Do you see it kind of coming down to Big Ten SEC with these conferences? Because it's hard to imagine the Pac-12, which can hardly put together a network. Um, the ACC, I mean, it, there are a few, I mean, all those, those other conferences are just a few an invitation from the big 10 or the sec away from their top two teams leaving from turning into the big 12. Yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be uh, interesting. I think they're going to, they're going to probably have to draw, draw a couple. They're, they're probably going to have to draw. I think that Notre Dame would be very interesting. I think Notre Dame uh, also wants to figure out how they can get back into the national mix without having to, do crazy stuff in the independent because they don't have a, they don't have a championship game. They don't have any of those things and they haven't fared very well in the bowl series. So, uh, you know, those things are something to consider. I think they need to find another team. I don't know who that could be. I mean, it could be maybe Colorado, um, Colorado, maybe come back towards this side uh, of the, uh, of the arena, the Mississippi and the Missouri and kind of get back into that mix. Um, then, uh, I, I'm trying to think maybe who else, maybe a Baylor, uh, Baylor would be very intriguing. Um, I, I really don't know how the big, big 12 is going to be able to hold up without having Texas and Oklahoma. Those were some of the biggest draws. Those were the big numbers. Those are the big money guys. I mean, obviously Baylor is doing well in the, in the, in the basketball sphere, but, um, they they compete some in the foot, but they're 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 trying to figure out how to keep that money in their you know in in their system as well and rolling. So I try to figure out who that can be. Who could be that other team? I think they need a couple, and I don't know if it's a Colorado, it's a Baylor, or somebody like that. That would be very interesting for basketball. 
Oh yeah, those those two those two op- options. Well, and it's kind of sad because basketball kind of just gets thrown to the background of it, right? I mean, you have uh, uh, you know, Kansas is. I mean, Kansas could be left out of this uh, this expansion talk all altogether. And you wonder, you know, if the Big Ten and the SEC do expand into these mega conferences, which the SEC has already done, and the Big you know Big Ten is is two teams away from. Um, you you wonder kind of where that leaves them in 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 those other teams in the college football playoff mix as well as revenue new sharing all that stuff it's just going to be fascinating but it's all based around football so any other sport um that's you know that obviously they make money but it's not the football money that's there and that's why everything's yeah. uh you know around football so uh it's just kind of fascinating to see where that plays out uh, big frank says off the text line add notre dame and pittsburgh both schools are good in football and basketball uh pittsburgh could be an addition pittsburgh, that you, for pittsburgh the that, you know yeah. what well who was that big frank Big yeah. Frank, I like how you're thinking, Big Frank. <laughs> I, I, you know what? That wouldn't be too bad of a little move. You know, they're right there in the Pennsylvania region. They're they're a little bit, you know, towards this way, closer uh, than than uh, you know Penn State. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Oh, yeah, that why definitely not? Penn State would like that. We got our new yeah. rivalry right there at the East Coast. Yeah, why not throw that in the mix? You know, you know, we got Whipple, so it's all good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, you know, so you're a little too late coming yeah. over here. We've but... got a connection that we can we can talk some to some Pittsburgh people. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and, and interestingly enough, just to, to also bring in some other uh, topics here, because we talked about this too, um, Harbaugh, it, it, the, the the idea of his deal, or I guess the, the details there for his deal have been released, and it's very interesting because he's been going back and forth between if he's interested in the NFL anymore or not when he, when he left yeah, the Vikings. Yeah, he's been wavering, he's been yeah. waffling. He's been like a fish out of water. Just, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, make a decision, baby. You know what I'm saying? Come yeah. on. Yeah. And I thought it was done once Come he, on once he turned down the Vikings, the reports were yeah. he told Michigan's athletic director, this is not going to be an annual thing where I'm flirting around with the NFL all the time. But regardless, they, they made his contract pretty NFL friendly if he wants to leave leverage. or, or I anywhere. Think, I think it's leverage. I think it's yeah. leverage, man. I think he's using it as a, as a leverage talk because obviously he gave back. Oh yeah! You know, after the start, the two or four start, yeah, he gave back some of that money, and so when you look at it from that that standpoint, he's he's probably looking for a leverage move because it's it's not going to be too much longer on that contract he's on. I think he waited yeah. a couple more years. Well, he just signed the new extension to twenty twenty six, and that's what this oh, this deal's about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, yeah. but the, it's interesting because he'll so he'll get like seven point zero five million uh, this fall. It'll go up to seven point six by the time his final contract yeah. or final year of his contract. Um, mm-hmm. But he his his buyout on his end is pretty small as far as that's why it's kind of seen as NFL friendly or really anywhere friendly. But why would he leave his alma mater for another college job? You wouldn't think. So that's yeah, why you kind of nah. think NFL. Um, but he would only owe Michigan three million in his first year if he if he decides to leave. Uh, by by the time is 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 fourth year pops around it, it keeps on going down third year it's only at one and a half million by the time his fourth year it's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and then his final year he doesn't have to pay anything if he leaves nothing which by yeah. then they would have to extend him anyway but uh, yeah it, so it's very unlikely with these deals that um you know you kind of get down to the second or final two years of your contract if you're doing well the idea is always to extend you and so they'll kind of have new deals at that time but still you're kind of thinking um you know under a million by the fourth year to leave um, that's that's nothing to Harbaugh. I mean, it's when you're paying friendly. him seven million a year, yes, yeah, yeah, no, no question. That's that's very friendly when you look at the whole scope of it. I mean, he ain't getting younger either. So that's you right. <laughs> um, 
But, it, you know, it'll give him some opportunities to weigh options down the road. I think he needs to definitely either make a decision, roll with it, create, continue to create stability within the, uh, the, the, the Michigan University sphere. And at that point, then, you know, make some decisions down the road, maybe some other opportunities. Are, this was one of the biggest opportunities out there for this year, coaching, coaching-wise. So oh, if yeah. you were going to do it, if you were going to do it, you, you know, maybe this should have been the year to make that move. And there was no telling, you know, when nine nine positions are going to pop open in the oh, NFL. Yeah. Well, and it's fascinating, too, because, I mean, he was – it, it kind of seemed like this was the peak uh, of what he wanted to do in Ann Arbor, yeah. right? It was bring yeah. a Big Ten championship home, beat Ohio State, go to the playoffs, all that. So it kind of just seemed like, okay, goal was accomplished. Um, now, the bigger goal is to make Michigan, Ohio, you know, Ohio State – and put him in Ohio State's neighborhood every year. So anytime you're going into that game, you're thinking, oh, this is a top 10 matchup. Winner goes to the playoffs type of thing, or winner goes to the Big Ten championship game where they're favored to get to the playoff. Um, and I don't know, do you see after one year, I mean, I, I think you need to prove it year, right? Do you see Michigan in that category going into next year? They'll lose Aiden Hutchinson. They'll lose David Ojabo, two of the best pass rushers in the nation. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, even though Harbaugh got his name back into NFL coaching circles, and getting those um, and, and did a great job this last year without a doubt. I don't know if I buy into Michigan at being, um, I, I don't want to say at Ohio State's level because clearly not that, but even kind of in that next tier, I think they would have had to win one of those playoff games for me to think, okay, they're legit to stay. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I, I, don't, I don't think that you can say, I don't, I, I don't want to say it's a fluke. I don't think right, it's a no. Blue. Right. I think they actually did 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 the job. I they they you know coached the team well. I still don't know if they've got the bodies that is necessary to break through to that next level. Yeah, I, I don't see the skill sets from across the board. I mean Hutchinson, those guys, those guys were phenomenal. You know their yeah. defense was phenomenal. But when you talk about on the offensive side, they were very basic. I mean there was really nothing you know. Yeah, you know, especially at the quarter, or the quarterback position. It's easier to buy in yeah, if you have yeah, a great yeah. quarterback there, and, and he's the reason that you're having your success. Um, you know, and, and it, it's kind of it's it's cool. I like the brand of doing it defensively. Um, but then when you lose that, it, this was kind of like the senior class, or you know, kind of everything just fell into place for this class to take Michigan to that next level. Do they have that sustainability yeah. down the line? It, it's hard to hard to tell, especially like Caden McNamara. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets benched by the third or fourth game for JJ McCarthy. Maybe. They'll They'll have a battle and J.J. McCarthy wins it outright to begin with. So um, it's just kind of fascinating, yeah. and, and that doesn't give you too much stability there. But either way, I love it for the Big Ten that he's back with Michigan. I was kind of worried about what would happen. Uh, they, I mean, it's Michigan. They'd, they'd get a big name regardless, but we've seen the Brady hoax and the Rich Rods go through there. And, and the Big Ten and the and, and NCAA football together is better, in my mind, when Michigan is good and when Michigan has a name like Harbaugh. Also, how entertaining was that Nebraska-Michigan game last year? Year. Um, Frost and Harbaugh have their a little bit of, uh, of a small little bit of a rivalry as well. And then there was like, it was just crazy. There was, you know, disconcerting signals. And uh, what was the other one? Multiple possession. I can't remember how they put that in there, but just crazy calls. That game was nuts. And then, of course, at the end, Adrian Martinez uh, gets hit late. Uh, the, the whistles probably should have been blown. Fumbles and, and Michigan wins and moves on to the playoff. But who knows what happened? I mean, Given all the other games and what we saw, we probably could have figured something would have happened two or three plays later where Nebraska would have lost it one way or the other. But uh, it was like you were sitting on pins and needles when you're when you're getting to the late, late half of the fourth quarter with regard to uh, the Huskers. 
it was like you're sitting on pins and needles. When's it gonna happen? Yeah. When's it gonna when's it gonna happen? When's it oh there it goes. That's what go. was so sad about the Purdue. Here, here we go. Yeah. The Purdue walkout was it was a two possession game with like nine minutes left to go in the game, and there's this mass exodus, and you're thinking in any other scenario, right? If you had any belief like there the belief that they would win the game was gone. The belief yeah. that they could make it interesting and ultimately a one-possession game probably was still there, but everybody b- just gave up hope. I don't want to say everybody, but a mass exodus there at the end of the Purdue game when it was still very much a game, very much a possibility Nebraska could get back into it. But at that point in the season, everybody just thought, we've seen this story. We know what's going to happen in the end. Uh, better beat traffic on the way out of here and send a message to the athletic department. Um, of course, the athletic department shortly after um, gave the, the, the Frost the vote of confidence, got rid of his assistance, and, and here we are now with the whole new fresh coat of paint on there, which I'm excited about. But it's just kind of fascinating to watch that play um, you know, play out from, from a distance. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, and it, it's been out just a few uh, hours now. Jaden Daniels transferred from Arizona State, probably a top 20, you know, top 15 type of quarterback returning this year. And Arizona State, we've talked about them before. How long do we expect Hermo Edwards to stick around? Um, that's a big loss for them and a big quarterback now on the open transfer portal market. Um, so I, I don't think, expect Nebraska to take three and go and get Jaden Daniels, uh, but somebody's nah. going to get a heck of a quarterback, uh, even having waited this long into the transfer portal. So it, it's just kind of an, it, it opens the eyes again. And, and I think we expected this and certainly know that there's going to be some moves after spring, but this transfer portal. Man, it, it it just keeps adding, and, and, and you just even this far into into February, it's going to keep being entertaining. So I don't know when that ends, or if it does. I think maybe every month you're going to get a big name like that in the transfer portal, and somebody's patience will be you know will will be rewarded. I suppose it's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, shoot, we're going to see probably another Exodus wave coming again in in a few you know a few months. So. Yeah. You know, just stay tuned. Just stay tuned. It's like it's like a soap opera, right? You you just stay tuned. You never know what's gonna happen yeah. the next day. But that's what it seems like. Absolutely, no absolutely fascinating. Uh, we got to take a quick break uh, because it is time for Thirsty Thursdays, one of our favorite uh, sessions of the week. It will be Kevin Meyer. Yeah, Kevin Meyer of Meyer's Cork and Bottle, and we'll, we'll we will include you again, Strick. This time uh, we we hey, figured man, it out. Don't so. leave me out the block on this one, man. <laughs> All right, Thirsty Thursdays with Kevin Meyer of, of Meyer's Cork and Bottle coming up next here on the block. Southeast Community College has learning centers in Falls City, Hebron, Nebraska City, Plattsmouth, Wahoo, and York so that you can take credit and non-credit classes at a center nearby without having to travel an hour or more to campus. By taking online classes and those at a learning center, you can earn your degree from SEC where and when it's convenient for you, all at a cost that won't stand in the way of your education. Learn more about SCC's learning centers at southeast.edu slash learning centers. SCC, your path to possible now what do we do football's over the weather's crappy man i tell you what it's a perfect time to go car shopping this is carl from price right auto come out to price right in west o and you'll find over 100 great vehicles at some great prices with our non-commissioned sales process we let you control the sale we won't let you get a lemon since we back every one of our vehicles with our peace of mind three-month warranty if you want a hassle-free car buying experience check out our website pricetrightauto.com come see a great selection of affordable used cars on west o street at price right auto you spend more time in your garage than outdoors in the winter time 
Isn't it time to get it organized? Call Travis at Classic Garage Solutions for his variety of organization packages. Turn your garage from a cluttered mess to a clean, organized space that'll be the envy of the neighborhood and something you can be proud of. You don't need to bring the same clutter from last year into the new year. Travis has storage options for cabinets, monkey bar shelving, or slat wall, and more. Call Classic Garage Solutions today at 402-730-1638. Gaina Trucking is hiring CDL Class A and B drivers. Gaina Trucking guarantees a 40-hour work week year-round, and their strong team culture makes it not a job, but a career. Gaina Trucking offers health, vision, and dental insurance, 401k with company match, an employee assistance program, and other bonus programs. Build a better career today with great team culture at Gaina Trucking. Learn more and apply today at GainaTrucking.com. Used to Spotty Shop, where our customers send their friends. That's the greatest compliment we can receive. If you've been in an accident, we'll get you back in your vehicle as quickly as possible. Our technicians care about you and your family and repair your vehicle to factory standards. We handle your claim from start to finish and provide a free loaner car. Stop by for a free estimate. Used to Spotty Shop, just south of 88th and Highway 2. The most recommended Used to Spotty Shop, that's who we are. Need to send a message? Send it with cake. Congratulations? Here's a congratulations chocolate rum cake from Beatrice Bakery. Thank you? Say thank you with an amaretto cake. I'm sorry that I accidentally hit your mailbox with my car as I was backing out of the driveway and then continued right into your prized petunias? You say that with a lemon drop cake. Everybody knows that. Beatrice Bakery and downtown Beatrice are online at BeatriceBakery.com. Here to help you say whatever it is you need to say. Welcome to our world of yum. You hear that? That's the sound of extremely tender and delicious beef from certified Piedmontese. Prime-grade tenderness with a fraction of the fat and calories of normal beef. It's Nebraska-raised product and the official beef of Nebraska Athletics. Change the way you buy beef today at the Mercado by certified Piedmontese. Just north of 84th and Havelock or at cpmercado.com. 93.7 The Ticket, Fox KFXL Weather. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. Cloudy, windy, and cold here for our Thursday, topping out at 28. North winds could gust over 25 to 30 for much of the day. They'll relax tonight as we drop down to 14 for the low. Big jump in temps for our Friday. Mostly sunny with a high of 57. That's a check of your forecast. I'm meteorologist Tim Wright for 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Why wait until Friday to start your weekend? Go ahead, start right now. You're thirsty now, and 93.7 The Ticket is here to help you stock up. Just in time for the weekend when I like to hit the clubs. Time to broaden your horizons and try some new wine and beer. It's Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle. Bach, was my mic not on? It was not on. It was right, not on. Oh, there it is. Oh, there's the bottle puppet right there. <laughs> and it's time for, uh, if you can get this one. Oh, oh there we go. That sound me. That sound means it's time for Myers Corkin Bottle. Uh, uh, Kevin Meyer with Myers Corkin Bottle. It's time for Thirsty Thursday here on 93.7 The Ticket. Can we, can we hear you, Strick? Can you hear us? All right. I hear y'all fine. Oh, there he is. There he is. There he is. Yeah. There you go. You. 
Perfect. Can you see it? Yeah, what do you got? Oh, yeah. you, he's got some wine going there. Yeah, what, what's in the nice, glass today, yeah. Strick? You, were you able to find anything I uh, texted you about? I, I did, but I, I I chose this one this week. Estancia. Estancia. 2018. Uh, mm-hmm. Pinot again? Pinot. You know that's how I roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strick's smart. That's the best type of wine, man. He's got it figured he's, out. He's, you know, Mr. Elegance. That's what that's that's going to be I your new name is Mr. Mr. Elegance. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's either – you know, so when, when I feel like going dry, I go Merlot. If I want to be on the plane, I go Cab. <laughs> if I'm at home doing, you know, a little cigar out back, I'm Pinot or at the little hookah spot. But if I am just want to just get loose, I'm Malbec. That's how I roll. All Red. right. All right. That's a good strategy there. You know that's why I'm a Husker, Kevin. That's right. Red, baby. I love, only, only deal with red, baby. The, uh, well, I've often said that wine is a lot like listening to music. You know, sometimes you want something more intense and, and brooding, and sometimes you want something just sort of light and easy to listen to. Sometimes you don't want to have to take it too seriously. Sometimes, you know, you want to get into something and get down, you know, so that's, that's what it's all about. That's right, my guy. <laughs> All right, what are we drinking today, Kevin? All right, well, let's start with the beer. This is a big-time, high ABV, super Oreo cookie stout called Mega C&D from White Elm. C&D stands for Cease and Desist uh, because... <laughs> Uh, if, if you're not a brewery and haven't gotten a cease and desist at this oh. point, you're, you're just not trying hard enough. Uh, they, this That's pretty be- good. This beer was called- Wait, 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 Kevin. No, hold yeah. on a second. Pause. Yeah. Um, when you said high what? High ABV, alcohol by volume. That means that got some, yeah, okay. That means that got some juice that to it. That in it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's put that, some, thing that, that thing that lay you on your back if you drink too many of them. Okay, okay. Yeah. He gave us a hefty pour, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, well, as long you know, Sorensen's over there standing up. So as long as he don't fall back, we good. I, I'm, I'm not gonna fall down, Strick. I'm, I'm good to go. This is delicious. Though. Why? Why? Why is it? Why is there a cease and desist? Why is that a popular among the brewing community? Well, because they called it double stuffed stout and got sued by the Oreo uh, people. So, yeah. so oh, well, not sued. They were issued a cease and desist, desist yeah. which means stop using our trademarks. Which, I like how they like capitalize. I like the red uh, the, on their on their. Uh, on the on the can here, they've got a red cease and desist like going over the logo. I love it. It looks yeah, cool. like a, like a big stamp. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, this this will put some hair on your knuckles. That's for sure. I just got oh, some yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. You want me, yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> Thanks for being radio friendly. Put some hair on your knuckles. You know what you really meant. To say. <laughs> <laughs> on your sack. <laughs> DP would take a sip of this and said, "Man, that beer has a record." <laughs> it's, it's on parole it's got some prior arrests or something is what he would say this is good yeah, you can't taste i mean you can't taste the oreo cookie and it certainly it does. smells good too yeah and it Alcoholic it's surprisingly mm-hmm. you know for being 12 and a half percent it's not a boozy beer 12 and a half yeah, yeah it's just no. thick, it's like thick and sweet that's why it's it looks like Kevin. it looks like used motor oil in the glass <laughs> is what it looks like <laughs> it is delicious though especially if, you know dessert uh, type of beer. I mean, what what do you pair dessert type of beer with? I don't know, man. I mean, it, <laughs> I think it would be the dessert. Don't yeah, you I think, think this is the dessert. You drink your dessert in this instance. Yeah, this is it. I mean, you. I suppose you could do some chocolate cake or chocolate ice cream or something like that. But I think you know this would be good just all by itself. Yeah, as the dessert. So maybe some popcorn or something else. I don't know. You know, uh, sweet and salty. With sweet what do you eat yeah. ice cream sandwiches with? I Fun don't know. fact: uh, popcorn actually tastes good with wine, or wine tastes good with popcorn. Does Especially it? if you do something like a, a buttery Chardonnay, you know the butter components mm-hmm. taste actually oh, yeah. pretty good with popcorn. So, who knew? 
but go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, this, this is one that, uh, yeah, 12.5% is something. You wouldn't figure that when you drink it. It mm. uh, It is something that I'm sure you would be lightheaded about at the end of it, though, if you crushed it. I don't know if you could crush this. It, 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 this is, no. like yeah. is more the alcohol it's of like, like a malt chocolate liquor. syrup out of a bottle, but it's yeah. alcoholic, you know? So is this, is this, the, this isn't the one that uh, Stricky can take to the cigar spot and uh, pop a cigar in and have a, that's just one of the ones where I'm having a nice exquisite dinner, you know, then I just sip on that a little bit. I think this isn't the one where I'm with the fellas and I'm popping a stogie. This ain't that one. Well, I mean, I think that would actually taste pretty good. Because, you know, yeah. the beer's got some sweetness to it, and, uh, and it kind of coats your tongue a little bit. So if you're puffing on a stogie and sipping on a beer like this, I think that would be all right. Now, I wouldn't say go after and have more than a couple of them. I'd say, like, <laughs> it'd be a one-and-done type of beer. Um, I, I'm just curious, like, now, what, Kevin, the, what I'm, the calories I'm, I'm six, are. <laughs> I'm 6'3", I'm six, 250. Two going to do it for me? Hey bro, I'm I'm <laughs> 6'1", 235, and I think it put me on my keister. So. <laughs> okay, that, that's telling This is uh, I haven't admittedly I haven't had a whole lot of dessert beers, but this is about as like like sweet of a dessert type of taste as I've had. Oh, oh there he goes! Oh, oh no! Yeah, it's all dead. There he is. Oh, yeah. oh. Bach just lost oh, his job. It, it's not, and on, not on the board. It's not on the board. It's under the board. Good, which de- is more good thing not he's not half here. Half a drink and Bachoven already <laughs> dropped the ball. Fumble, you, you, matter of fact, you can't play in the spring game. Do not put Bach in the game. He will fumble the ball. Leave him out. We're going to, we're going to need <laughs> some, because that, that's no going to be a sticky, sticky. He's already mess. feeling it. Well, while All he's right. cleaning up, Kevin, I have a question. Yes. We're talking about the alcohol on that. Yes. 12.5%, a 16 ounce can, that's basically like drinking half a bottle of wine, right? Basically, I yeah, because a typical dry wine will be in that 13.5 to 14.5 range. So, uh, Plus, this is a 16-ounce can. So, actually, yeah, it, uh, a typical bottle of wine is just shy of 25 ounces. Um, so, a 16-ounce can would be more, oh, more than, than half. Yeah. And so, But if you consider the alcohol by volume, it would, it would be like drinking more than a half a bottle of wine if you drank it all by yourself. So, so strict, you know, whatever the equivalent there is for you and, and your frame. But, uh, yeah, it's going to leave you feeling pretty happy. Yeah, it'd be I mean, a lot that's of the way sugar. I like though, to man. do it though, man. I don't. I don't like to, you know, sip on. I'm really not a big beer guy. So something like that would be good for me. I like. I like imported beers. I, I can't do your Coors and your Michelobes, and I, I can't do those. But I can do those types of beers. I like Modelo's. I like Red Stripe. I like Heineken. I like Corona. You know, some of those import types of beers. I, I'm not. I'm not big on the regular ones. Can, I, can I you do like fat. a like a Negra Modelo, like like a, a dark beer like that? Yeah, I think so. I think I, I think I can handle that. I haven't had it yet, but see now you've given me a little inspiration to go out there and try a little bit of that. I think I'm going to try that. It, it's a good a beer. It's it's Modelo. nice with you know it's it's a little darker because they roast the malts, but it's not really heavy per se. So it's uh, okay. Uh, I think you'd dig it. Sounds good. I, I think, uh, just don't give Bach nothing else. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say I upped it. I think we avoided disaster on the board. We got the paper towels in time. It didn't hit the board. I think we're we're all clear. We're all good. Way to go, Sorensen. I saved the day over here. <laughs> we're we're gonna probably have to you know come back with a on on aisle two with a wet wet nap here because I'm guessing that <laughs> yes. table is pretty sticky right now. But yeah, probably is a little bit. 
<laughs> That's all right. Let's all right. What am, I, what am I? Yeah. What am I spilling next? <laughs> Hopefully nothing. <laughs> so uh, last week we did Cosentino the Franc. This week we're doing the Zen, and uh, I I kind of love their style. They're sort of minimalist in terms of their marketing and their labeling. They call their cab the cab. They call their Zen the Zen. They call their Cabernet Franc the Franc, and then they have a red blend called the Dark. And uh, it's currently on feature at Myers for thirteen ninety nine a bottle, uh, and these guys are in Lodi, which is uh, down near the Sacramento area, and uh, just really really good wines. Um, founded by an Italian family, and uh, b- believe it or not, Zinfandel actually originates in Italy. Uh, except back in Italy, they call it Primitivo, and it's the most prolifically planted grape in California. Uh, you would think Cab or Merlot, but n- actually, no, there's more acres under vine in Zin uh, than any other grape varietal. And great food pairings to have with this. I love Zin and barbecue. Uh, you get mm. that sweet and spice of a good, you know, smoky rib or brisket. Um, Zin kind of gives you a similar sensation where you get the upfront fruit. And then on the back end, it's kind of spicy. You get that sort of peppery notes. And, um, and so it pairs really well with that style of food. Kevin, I'm not much of a wine connoisseur, but red wines, to my knowledge, are normally drier. And this one isn't as dry. It's a little bit sweeter. Why is that? Um, it's just the style that they make it in. Plus, Zinfandel naturally has a little bit higher residual sugar content, okay. especially as the vines age. Uh, the vines will produce fewer clusters of grapes. And the berries on those clusters are actually smaller. Um, and, and we're talking vines that can get an excess well over 100 years old. Um, not every grape type does that. So you don't want to be drinking 100-year-old vine Cabernet. It's not going to be very good. But Zinfandel is one of the few grape types that continues to improve and get better the older it gets. But stylistically, it also changes. So an old vine Zin is going to be generally a little bit higher in alcohol content, a lot of times up to you know over 15%. And that's because the skins on those grapes get thicker and thicker and thicker the older they get. So the berries are smaller and produce less juice per berry, but it's more concentrated. So they have to allow fermentation to continue. Otherwise, the uh, the wines would be too sweet. And the basic sort of science of it is that when you press the, j- the, the grapes, the juice is sweet. It has a high natural sugar content. It's grape juice. They introduce yeast, and the yeast consumes that sugar and ferments into alcohol and carbon dioxide. The carbon dioxide is allowed to escape. The alcohol stays intact. But in order to bring the wine in balance with the residual sugar, you have to allow fermentation to continue to up the alcohol content so that the sugar level is a little bit lower. But as you can tell, this is what they would call a fruit-forward style. So it's it's not tannic. It's not edgy. It's still very smooth. Yeah. But you get that big up front, you know, like sort of black cherry and plum mm-hmm. sort of notes, and then followed by that spicy kick on the backbone. That's why you bring Kevin in. That's quite the description <laughs> there. Kevin, I'm, I'm curious. Okay, this is a Zinfandel. So in terms of the popularity of red wines, when you at, at Myers Cork and Bottle, like what it – there's Pinot Noirs, there's Cabernets. Like where does Zinfandel stack up to those in terms of the popularity for the, the consumer? I would say that – Cab, we probably sell more cab. We're talking Most just, cabs. let's just split it down. Red wine only. Red wines. Yeah. Um, red. So we probably sell more cab than anything else, followed by Pinot Noir. And then I would say like Malbec would be number three. And then Zin would probably be number four or some of the Spanish varietals like your Tempranillo, uh, Garnacha, Monastrell, things like that. But um, uh, I would say it's, it's certainly in the top five, but it's not anywhere near what we sell in terms of cab uh, or Pinot Noir. 
Well, it's so, so your entry whites, your entry whites would be like Riesling, uh, you know, or Ziffindale, like for just, a, a, you know, a young, like if I had a young honey and she said, hey, I'm going to go out <laughs> on a date. So I say, yes, sweetheart, uh, I'm going to take you out and we're going to sip on this Riesling or we're going to sip on this because she mm-hmm. might be, this might be a little bit too potent for her. Yeah. Uh, so what, what's your thought? I think that's that's completely a fair statement. And, and the natural progression in drinking wine is generally you start with something a little bit sweeter, like a Riesling. And those have a real fresh sort of apple and pear sort of sweetness to them. And generally, they're also a little bit lower in alcohol content. A typical Riesling will be around 10 percent, maybe 11 percent. Um, then the more things you try, generally, your taste will gravitate toward the drier and then gravely, uh, gradually toward the richer, more full-bodied. So I would say Riesling, White Zinfandel, and I'll talk a little bit about what makes White Zin different from Red Zin here in just a second, but um, those are generally a little bit sweeter. Uh, uh, Moscato is another one, going to be also lower in alcohol, anywhere from 8 to 10%. Then uh, get into like a Pinot Grigio. So those are going to be a little bit drier, uh, but they're also very light. So someone that you know doesn't have an astute wine palate can still sort of you know, taste the wine and not be overwhelmed by the intensity of it because they are so light. And then I would say uh, the next natural progression would be into like a Sauvignon Blanc or a Chardonnay. And then uh, uh, then maybe once you start bridging the gap into reds, uh, Pinot Noir is a great way to go because uh, it's a little bit lighter. Uh, the, the skins on the Pinot Noir are uh, thinner and so it makes a more elegant wine. Also, the red blends have a lot of fruitiness to them. Uh, a wine like this would be also another se- good segue red because of its fruity content. And then then you get into like the Merlots, uh, your Malbecs, and then your Cabs and things like that, which are going to be more robust, more muscular, you know, bigger style wines. So that's another of- another one. One last plug for uh, Myers Cork and, and Barrel. They've got a place out here that's really unique. Right. And it's called the wine room. And I go there because they've got this freaking huge, nice facility, good food. So you can have the palate with the wine and all of these little like, like, um, you know, where, you know how the, you, you um, pour the, the wine, you push a little button and the wine comes out. Oh yeah. Like a dispenser. Have, yeah. Yeah. Dispensary. They have wines all from all over the world, Italy, France, all these different places. Right. And you can go there and try all these different wines. You can get it by the little, you know, the taster. You can get it by the half or you can get it by the full. So Myers Cork and Bottle, that might be a good look for you for your next spot. I have something like that where everybody can kind of come in. Yeah, I actually have a tasting tasting room in the store, and we have one of those oh. machines in right now. <laughs> He's ahead of you, Strick. You know, well, He's the trouble is the future. It, it's a it's a really expensive piece of machinery uh, or a piece of furniture is what it's become now because the uh, the dumb machine leaks all the gas out. So it has we have argon tanks in the basement. Well, it's inert gas. It's argon, nitrogen, and CO two, and that not only propels the wine through the system, but it also preserves the wine. Keeps it fresh. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, some somewhere along the line, the machine started leaking all the gas out, and one of those tanks is about sixty or seventy bucks. It should last months. Uh, well, it leaks out within a day, and so now our dumb oh, machine doesn't work. <laughs> so, but we actually do have a tasting room in the store. We do in-store tastings. We do. Uh, we'll bring in winemakers or vineyard owners, um, things like that. And uh, or if someone wants to come buy a bottle and pop it right there in the store. We've got glassware. We've got tables to sit at. It's a nice little romantic spot to sit in. So uh, it's not just a retail spot. We do have the tasting room in the store. 
And one more idea from Strick. He sent me this a couple uh, weeks ago, but we didn't play it yet. Maybe this is a new theme song for Thirsty Thursday. Let's see if, if we like this one. Thirst Trap. Thirst Trap. Look at him, bob his head. He's into it. Thirsty Thursday, it's a thirst trap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. <laughs> so maybe we'll have to include that in there. He said Thirsty Thursday, so yeah. And uh, I think Strick knows the artist of that song, so I think that's why. Uh, yeah, that's my brother, man. My oh, brother, brother actually did that song. My little brother did that song. That's freaking crazy. <laughs> that's so, sweet. So when we had you on here, I was like. My little brother has a song, it's, it's, and it even says Thirsty Thursday, Thursday, which is awesome. <laughs> thirst trap. I'm not sure that you know we're talking about the same kind of thirst, but <laughs> you know, yeah. I had to edit that sample too a little bit, <laughs> but it's good stuff. One last plug for uh, Miles Cork and Bottle before we get going. Uh, any uh, sales or promotions you guys got coming up? Of course, Super Bowl's passed, but uh, and Valentine's is passed, but uh, moving on and onward. Well, you know, it's nice because people are out of dry January. You know, uh, we we get sort of some nicer weather. People are kind of getting back to their normal routines, and uh, and then. Uh, come in March, we'll have our uh, spring wine sale, which will span sort of the latter part of March and the early part of April and, uh, and you know, getting ready for Husker baseball. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, so it's just kind of an exciting time because the weather is going to start greening up and uh, and just kind of people get back to their normal lives and then we'll gear up for summer there we go sounds like an exciting times are on the way that's been thirsty thursday here with myers cork and bottle coming up next it's shootout with strick a chance to win 15 dollars to buffalo wings and rings give us a call right now 402-464-5685 on the honda of lincoln hotline for your chance to win 15 dollars to buffalo wings and rings today's topic is the college football playoff so if you've been watching that over the years and think you know what uh, know what it takes to win fifteen dollars to Buffalo and Wings and Rings, once again, give us a call four zero two four six four five six eight five. This is on the block. That's coming up next here on ninety three seven. The ticket.